Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast with Andy and Parker. Give me a hell yeah. Welcome everybody back to the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. I am back from my adventures across the pond where I was with my co-host and good friend, Mr. Parker Hamlet. Parker, how are you, sir? Well, for the first time in HTTV history, probably in the entire time of you and I knowing each other, the roles are reversed. Um, I'm the hungover one today. Um, <laughs> you did enough drinking uh, probably for a lifetime while you're here stateside. Um, had the good old drunk game night with the missus and all the friends and uh, caught up on all the good old wrestling yesterday. I mean, across all promotions and obviously huge news over the weekend. Um Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, is fighting a YouTuber mm-hmm. at, at, at Crown Jewel. Um, I, I feel like we would be doing everybody a disservice if this isn't what we just immediately dived into. Because, I mean, obviously this is a polarizing topic, man. But it's just I, I almost didn't know what to think about it initially. And I, I definitely can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. And obviously, you know, pretty pretty good week of wrestling all around. AEW's kind of doubled down on their bullshit after Brawl Out. And just ready to get into it all, man. Ready to get into it all. Yeah, I mean, apparently, Parker, all you got to do is host a podcast and be a YouTuber and you get a title shot. So, hey, bro, me and you could be good for, like, the Rumble, WrestleMania. Uh, yeah. We should be tag team champions. We, we should be tag team champions come, <laughs> come WrestleMania. But um, <laughs> I, I didn't know what to make of it. It's kind of, it's what they do with Crown Jewel. You think every Crown Jewel they have, you think they fought back DX for one of the Crown Jewels. Um, when Triple H and Shawn Michaels they teamed up against Kane and the Undertaker, they've brought back Goldberg for one of these, so they always have to do something for these guys over in Saudi Arabia because let's be honest, money still talks no matter how much WWE got, money still is king over there. So, they've whoever's running this show over there, some prince or some Saudi king has gone, Hey, we want to we want to make a splash here with this one, and you know, we can't do Goldberg again, we you know, we can't do DX again. So, hey, look, I know what we do, let's put someone that's in the the social media spotlight and in, in, in touch with the, the kids, shall we say, I'm doing air quotes here. Uh, and <laughs> let's put a Mr. Logan Paul up against Roman Reigns, which is in my opinion, um, I don't know, dude, I'll probably watch it just for shits and giggles, but it's just a publicity stunt. But you know, a lot of people were on social media yesterday. Could you imagine just for a split second, if this is how Roman Reigns loses the title, just for, well, see, uh, that, just for that, a mere that split alone... second. I mean, it's funny because like you and I were talking about how like it's like a boxing shoot type of press conference that they had yesterday. And the way that that Logan delivered it on SmackDown was basically like, what if I land that one lucky shot? And Mm -hmm. I mean, all I can picture mentally is just like Shane McMahon doing his shitty shoot punches. (laughs) And I really hope that's not how that looks. I mean, I trust Roman, right? Isn't it crazy, though, bros, to think that Roman is now a guy who is at such a high level. Uh, top number one on the PWI top uh, 100 or 500, by the way, that they trust him enough to go into this match with Logan fucking Paul mm-hmm. in a world title program. And I mean, look, Saudi, Saudi, right? You you hit the nail on the head, bro. I mean, th- this these are people that continuously are requesting dead people to perform at Saudi events. Um, they've requested Eddie Guerrero at one point, Big Boss Man. Uh, Randy Savage. I mean, they've literally asked for dead people to perform at these Saudi events. Um, obviously, we know Sami Zayn is not going to travel there with the bloodline. Very controversial uh, mm-hmm. uh, political stances and all that good stuff over a good old Saudi. A lot of blood money on the line. And obviously, WWE is going to keep taking it. That's one thing that's not going to change. Uh, the game definitely wants some of that Saudi blood money. Uh, hopefully, they get off the tarmac. Uh, that was another issue that they had with Saudi in the past. Yeah. But I mean, look, it, it can't be undersold how much of a following Logan Paul has. I mean, at the end of the day, I can I can sit here and laugh and mock at the guy all day long. But I will say this. This is where it feels like an absolute fucking joke to me. Did you catch his interview with Roman on Impulsive? I saw a little bit of it, yeah. So um, what really smacks me in the face and what really makes me kind of just laugh at this whole thing is halfway through the interview, um, they're talking about working the crowds. Obviously, and, you know, Logan's talking about how much harder WWE is in general than um, uh, boxing and just everything else he's ever combated. But he asked Roman what the what chance are. Imagine 
working with someone who doesn't even know what the what chan is mm-hmm. i like just the, the disrespect for the business despite like constantly saying that you know he's he's always looking into it and he's trying to learn from the best all he kept fucking talking about was john cena the entire interview and brock lesnar and all all the big name guys you you could tell logan doesn't actually watch wrestling it's just oh, he doesn't know he doesn't know any history of he doesn't know anything what we're doing I mean, while we're here I, you got to give credit to to Roman though. I mean, I, when you get a second, it, you and everybody's listening, check out the interview. It's definitely interesting to listen to now, especially knowing where they're going with the with the angle. But Roman, of course, had a really cool demeanor. Uh, he he put over Paul Heyman a lot. But I mean, at the end of the day, this is a business decision for WWE. But also at the same time, this is one of those things that WWE gets kind of laughed at for doing. And I I don't know about you, I. I thought that Logan had a solid performance at SummerSlam against the Miz, but you could put Miz in there with a fucking trash can. He would probably make them look good. So I, this is either going to be a star-making performance or just something WWE is never going to talk about again, and I feel like that's why they're doing it in Saudi. So, Yeah, I, th- I think it's just something they're going to do every year. I mean, this time next year, we could be sitting here talking about another YouTuber going up against someone, or <laughs> someone like The Rock will be getting brought out over there because they're going to want someone like him eventually. Hulk Hogan, it's going to be something. They always want something over there. Like you said, they always want some deadbeat wrestler who's, you know, been there, done it, been retired 10 years. Now they've gone the other direction. They've got someone who's got a big following on YouTube, so they know it's probably going to be a big buzz over there. But like you say, half the roster can't even travel. But that's even for political beliefs or you know whether they've got like some of them can even come to uh, the uk because they've got drug offenses and stuff like that so this shows it it literally is what it is i mean in, the real wrestling fans won't take it too seriously will we watch yeah we'll probably watch i mean of course it's not at like five o'clock in the evening for me over here so it's, it's you know it's easy watching you know you might have the odd good match but you know you might have what they're going to do with the women's division again you know they're all going to be covered up you're not going to, uh. to see anything that you know that's going to be another mismatch so it's going to be another uh it's going to be you know like when they have the survivor series pay-per-view now and they do like raw versus smackdown it's a yeah, that's bit, a very good way yeah, to look at it it's like a little bit of a filler that this is now a filler this is a filler for you for roman too let's yeah, not get that mistaken yeah they basically said to roman like look we're going to give you a little break now okay you'll have to go to saudi but you're going to get paid a shit ton of money but apart from that you're gonna to have to turn up on raw and smackdown maybe once or twice now do a little promo you might have to take the odd punch off logan paul but and put him over and make him look kind of good because you all know roman Reigns would absolutely kill the guy it, it's a filler it's filler two, till, two till things, extreme we've got things. extreme rules coming up so this is literally going to fill till then and then we can carry on we can as i say return to normal programming yeah like you said it's kind of like in this weird own universe right and a couple things that immediately come to mind as well i i would be stunned if Jake Paul doesn't get involved in this in some capacity, mm-hmm. um, obviously at Paul Heyman mentioned it Friday on that promo that he had. And, and, and like you, you mentioned filler, I, I don't think Roman's going to be present for a lot of this. They got the inter- they got the press conference out of the way. They got all the sound bites that they needed. He gave him a good old shove. Triple H was there. I think for what it was worth, that was, you know, everybody kept it cool and, and made it look pretty realistic. You, you had Logan Paul with the line, I am the table, which was kind of interesting. Uh, <laughs> Botchamania reference, I think, but overall, I think we're going to see a lot of Logan Paul just chasing the bloodline around. And, you know, obviously, like you said, they're probably going to do their best to make Logan look good. He's ultimately not going to come out on top. Uh, they they also keep bringing up, I don't know if you know this or not, the uh, the Floyd comparisons about, like, you mm-hmm. know, I, I fought the GOAT in boxing in my second ever fight. I feel like that's the angle they're going to take with this yeah, as well. Yeah, and that fight was more fixed in wrestling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I, I also feel like, look, they're going to try to make Logan look good. But at the same time, I feel like Reigns should just fucking decimate him. Like, I, 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 I want it to be entertaining, right? But at the same time, you do have to have some realism here. And anybody who's sitting here acting like Logan Paul is a great wrestler just because he looks better than Dominic Mysterio, that really isn't saying much. But, I mean, look, filler's filler, right? But I, something I wanted to ask you about, Andy, while we're still on the topic of Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. two questions. Go Number on. one, was he deserving of being on the PWI Top 500? Uh, obviously the observation period being from july of last year to i think the end of june of this year um i could be wrong about that don't crucify me and number two um what's even more interesting about this logan paul stuff is that obviously this is a plan to keep roman busy because apparently triple h has told everyone that he's open to any and all ideas of how to get one of those championships off of roman reigns without him taking a pin before wrestlemania next year because they want him to continuously stay strong it is being deemed as a complex 
booking situation. So one, do you agree with Roman being number one on the, on the PWI? And number two, what would be your way? I know it's putting you on the spot, on the spot, but what would mm-hmm. be your way of taking that title off of Roman without him getting pinned? Because that's a that that's a crazy thing to think about and a crazy thing to book without making Roman look bad in some capacity. Yeah, as for the list, yes, I hundred percent agree with him being on it. He's carried the business now. No matter what people think of him and how long he's held the titles. He's got eyes back on wrestling, you know what I mean? At a time where it wasn't really WWE was kind of in that quagmire where, you know, I didn't I didn't sit through Raw for three hours. I didn't sit through SmackDown for two hours. You know what I mean? I only really watched AEW Dynamite the whole way through. So they've it, he's kind of ignited to be back into wrestling, him and Triple H to what he's done. So yeah, as for the list, yeah, 100 percent I mean, I think what he's doing for wrestling is really good. And you've only got to listen to the reactions everywhere he goes now. He's a fan favorite. He might not want to be, he might be he those. said that on the pod too. Yeah. He's like, if you're getting no reaction, that's yeah. when you worry. He's exactly. Like, I've always man. Gotten a reaction. And he's getting a good reaction now. You know, he's a bit like MJF. MJF's getting that same. We'll get onto that in a little bit. He's getting that same reaction now. He might not like it, but he's getting a good reaction. Agreed. Um, as for taking one of the titles off him, I think you could do it really easy. You could have like a fatal four-way. He doesn't have to take a pin in that. You could do you, there's all kinds of matches where he could lose a title but doesn't have to get pinned. You could put him. Uh, the problem is who you're gonna have to put him and who Drew McIntyre. Um, who else you're gonna put in there? Whoever you're gonna put in there. If you look around the WWE right now, there isn't too many people where you'd say, "Oh, he'd make a good champion right now." And that's where I think WWE are right now. They're saying, "Look, we've kept both these belts on Roman because I think Raw's Raw's suffering a little bit still because there's nothing if you look at Roman he's mainly on Smackdown with his titles bearing in mind he has both belts so he could float between the two but he's not because of scheduling and we know he wants to dumb it down a little bit but if you look at Raw now it's it's revolving around Edge and the Mysterios and Dominic and Jesus Christ yeah. I mean this Raw this past week <sighs> Raw this past week I kind of went back to where I was I was like Jesus I'm not making through three hours of this and I forward most I forwarded most of it I was like this is shit i didn't really watch too much of it so that's i think they could do with a champion if they're going to do it for six seven months then put it on edge you know what i mean i i love that idea personally yeah and look for me a couple of things obviously number one i i agree with roman's ranking on the pwi i mean look it, this list is also in kayfabe you have to consider the fact that like this during that observation period, there was nobody more dominant. And based off of that, Roman obviously is going to maintain number one. And look, I I used to be a guy that would bury Roman. And at the end of the day, I still don't feel like he's the best in-ring performer. But as far as kayfabe is concerned, he's the best character in storyline wrestling right now, and it's not even close. I mean, I love the execution at Clash of the Castle about how they introduced Solo Sokoa, who we'll get Mm -hmm. into in a little while. I think the Bloodline story is still going, and they've still got me interested. And I got to say, man, during COVID, Roman was it was like watching a movie like even in the Thunderdome I mean just all the storytelling with with the Usos the tribal chief stuff I mean it it, it kept me invested and it's somehow I haven't gotten bored of it yet so I definitely agree with the number one number two I, I gotta say I agree with you I, I feel like it isn't as complex as they're making it out to be it's just no a way. matter of like it, it, it's 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 a matter of who who do you have win that title I think it I can mean, only be Drew or Edge who else is there yeah, really? exactly. Realistically, yeah, I, um, what's his name? Not going to cash in his money in the bank. And well, no, w- with theory. So theory. I, I've got a, no pun intended, but I have. A <laughs> you have a theory. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do have a theory. Um, I think Sami Zayn might cost Roman one of those titles at some point. Um, okay. There's a way you got to get him out of the bloodline. Um, I don't know that he's going to cost the Uso something or cost Roman something, but I could easily see Sami Zayn taking a pin in like a fatal four way and costing Roman. There's a lot of people saying that come WrestleMania th- uh, next year. They're going to have Roman defend night one and then night two. Mm-hmm. Someone even said, have him beat the rock night one and lose to Cody night two. And that's how you get Cody over. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, that would be fucking bonkers. If that happened. You know I mean? Roman still gets his win and, and there's still a new undisputed universal champion in the night. Uh, someone said, have Roman and, and rock go 40 minutes and then have theory cash in. So, I mean, it, it, it's awesome in my opinion that even after all this time, bros, we're still sitting here having all these hypothetical conversations and, but I, I, uh, about who could possibly take it off Roman, but at the end of the day, it's going to be I, Cody I, eventually. 100%. It's got to be Cody eventually. And on top of that, I'm glad you gave some respect to Edge because he definitely deserves uh, one mm-hmm. last run with one of those titles. If you're, if you're giving last runs to like Goldberg and people like this, you're like, Jesus, how has Edge come back and not had a, a mini run? You could even, and that's, that's you could have him have it. You could have him have it. That's a perfect transition. 
that is what frustrates me so much because I got a lot more notes on WWE TV this week. Because there's because look to me, the honeymoon stage is wearing off a little bit. I feel like I feel like I don't know about you. It's not bad, but I feel like Hunter is trying too hard to make good with some of Vince's ideals and his ideas. Mm. Like this Judgment Day stuff isn't working. I, someone can you guys can talk to me about it and try to convince me all you want, but Dominic Mysterio, the faster he's off my TV, the better. I that that's just how I feel. Um, you know, they're doing the whole Dom is mad at dad thing. And, you know, obviously they wrote Edge off TV this week. What do you think about this Judgment Day stuff? Because, you know, I got to say it, I, it's it's I respect that Hunter's trying to make things work that Vince tried to push so hard. But at the same time, it's just at some point you just got to pull the plug. Do you feel like are, do, you, do you think everybody should have a little bit more patience with the Judgment Day thing? It's a work in progress, or do you feel like they've kind of already hit their end? Because, I mean, I got to say, I can see some potential with having Dom in that faction, but ultimately, I still feel like a bunch of those people are just too good as single superstars, and they kind of failed to, like, form an identity as a, as a stable. Mm, I think it comes back to what we were saying a minute ago. I think what could make this better is if Edge had a title, because it – at the minute, you, you're trying to pull Roman Reigns in different directions because you've got one champion. Raw needs a title. Roman Reigns is yes, only ever on SmackDown. They need something to focus on. And at the minute, we're focusing on, you know, the Mysterios. And and, and I'm not that. I'm not going to lie. I'm bored already. And I'm just like, well, here we go again. This is... They, <laughs> if, but if you put the title on it, the same. if you put a world title on Edge, you kind of make it a little bit more interesting because then, you know, you can have different scenarios where you have title matches and, you know, there's something... There's some there's something to fight for at the end of the day. There's there's light at the end of the tunnel. At the minute, I feel that Raw and SmackDown to a little bit of extent, I know you've kind of got Roman on there, kind of, but I think everything at the minute with WWE, the least last week, I watched, I'm like you, I watched Raw, I watched SmackDown, I didn't watch all of NXT, I'm not going to lie. I, I thought it was all just kind of slow filler. I didn't think like it was really going anywhere. I thought this week's Raw was like the previous week's Raw. You know, agreed. You saw Dominic and his little faction get over and, you know, you saw Edge get his ass kicked again and I'm kind of like, Okay, this is this is okay, but this this is where Raw is right now. This is where WWE right now are right now, and it's kind of the same on SmackDown. You know, you're kind of teasing us with this whole Logan. You had Logan Paul opening SmackDown, but then again, everything's coming back to tag team titles and intercontinental titles, and that's good because you need other storylines to progress. But the main thing about wrestling is your champion, and I think right the way they're structuring it right now is you need to get one of them belts off Roman for good. And, you know, it's been a, it's been a great run. It's been solid. I've enjoyed it. I'll, I'll enjoy seeing how they actually do get past him having both the boats. Like you said, I think it, nothing's going to happen till Mania. But I think Raw's kind of got back into that plodding stage right now. And they're putting all their eggs in one one basket uh, with Edge and the Mysterios. And yeah, it's, 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 not a, it's not intriguing enough nah. to captivate the entire three hours. I'm sorry. It's just not an interesting enough narrative. Like when Triple H first showed up, he was he was more so in like pushing all these younger guys and the guys who really hadn't been seen like Champa, And that was more interesting, in my opinion. And I mean, look, we still had some good stuff on WWE TV this week. I mean, yeah, Johnny Gargano making his in-ring debut against Chad Gable. Those two had just good a, match. A, a, a great match. And but, you know, I'm really glad you mentioned it because when I was watching kind of the last two weeks of programming, even though we haven't not recorded in two weeks, it, it, it did feel like everything just kind of like stuck together and it felt a little groggy. Like you still got Karrion Cross pushing the whole rewrite the timeline things, attacking Drew and you had the Drew versus Solo Sokoa stuff. Solo is somebody I want to talk about. Um, obviously, you see a lot of Umaga, uh, a lot of Rikishi in his game. Mm -hmm. Um Solo Sokoa obviously beat Carmelo Hayes for the uh, North, NXT North American title. NXT's got a rebrand that we're going to get into here in a minute. But overall, how do you feel about Solo Sokoa being introduced to the bloodline? Obviously, a lot of animosity between him and Sami Zayn. Uh, he was a very vital piece in the Clash of the Castle match, uh, pretty much costing Drew McIntyre the title. Uh, after watching Solo on NXT and kind of just some of his in-ring work on SmackDown. Obviously, he defended the NXT North American title against Madcap Moss. I got to say, I like what the guy brings to the table. It's a, it's a little bit different than the Usos, and it's even a little bit different than Roman. I'm very intrigued to see moving forward how they're going to utilize this guy in these storylines. And I got to say, I felt like it was a good acquisition overall. I like his entrance. I thought he looked good against Carmelo Hayes in ring, but then again, Carmelo Hayes makes everybody look good. But... <laughs> At the same time, I, I'm I personally I, my highlight of WWE TV is the Solo Sokoa stuff. How, how are you feeling about it? 
Yeah, I, I I think it's good how they've brought him in. It's just going to be. I hope he doesn't become stagnant. You know, what I mean, and just become yeah. another part of the bloodline and like Sami Zayn and actually do something with him. You know what I mean? And it seems like they are. I mean, he was at the yeah. press conference with the belt. I it's mean, the, the press conference. It's, it's a good way of that transition from NXT into the main roster. You know what I mean? And they're kind of doing that now. Gone are the days of like you're an NXT guy, you stand on NXT. I think they know that they need to get some pardon the pun, some young blood into smackdown into raw you know what i mean and do something with these guys because from what i'm hearing and i mean i'm going to check it out this week nxt is going to be rebranding it's going back to the old logo it's going back to the the old black and yellow so i think triple h has kind of seen his errand in vince's ways you know triple h had nxt rolling back in the day it was the only one that i really watched oh with my WWE TV. Man. it was so I, takeovers the takeovers I genuinely look forward you to. couldn't miss a takeover you know you I mean? couldn't you had sasha banks and all of them and bailey and you know you had charlotte flair and obviously all the, the the main superstars that we know now were in nxt and it was the main go-to show it was only on for one hour on the wwe network and that's when i thought it was solid you know you had a solid hour of of wrestling and they really branded it well hopefully they get back to that but getting back to your point yeah i hope they i hope they do something with him but i'm not sure with this whole bloodline thing it could just be another person to add to a faction just because he is a relation of roman reigns unless it's all building up to something happening with the rock which we i'm really hoping they do do something with the rock now because it's been hyped for over a year so they better do it wrestlemania if it I mean, doesn't happen this year they just need to give up in my opinion yeah, I, just you, put the you rock and you can't just, keep those belts in limbo for another year man. Nah, just, just put can't. the rock in the hall of, hopefully the rock goes i hope the rock doesn't go in the hall of fame this year i hope he goes in the year after i don't want him to you know let him have his match this year let him have his one last match and then maybe put him in the hall of fame the year after which is, is yeah it's it's gonna happen. it's funny listening to triple h kind of so that obviously roman talked about that in the press conference about mm -hmm. uh rock and uh well, no the interview with uh logan uh, he was very tight-lifted about it, as expected. But Triple H in his uh, interview with uh, Ariel Helwani, if you guys haven't checked that out, definitely check that out. Great interview. But uh, he he said that, you know, he says, you know, Rock's a huge superstar, obviously. He's like, but you feel that itch to have 60,000 people chain your name. He's like, and I know that that hasn't gone away for Dwayne. But who knows? Uh, we're not in Dwayne's head. Um, nothing confirmed yet with WWE. Uh, we will see. Everybody thought mm. this was going to happen this time last year. But as far as the Rock conversation, that's definitely what we're going to be having at Continuum. But yeah, he's my like guy. you said, he's my guy. Uh, one thing that I like about, about WWE television is that there seems to be better utilization of everybody. That's one thing I like about AEW is that even if everybody is on their own little island, at least like it seems like they have congruent storylines and they have something to do. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, obviously they're keeping the riddle and Rollins stuff even intertwined that with Judgment Day. I like that. Uh, brawling brutes getting the normal contendership in the fatal four-way tag match you got braun Strowman still beating up tag teams don't really understand why that's going on uh r.i.p control your narrative ricochet having a pretty good match with Sami Zayn. something i want to talk about for just a quick second before we kind of move on to uh to AEW is uh the women's division right so ronda in a fatal five-way uh, number one contendership for Liv morgan at extreme rules like you said that pay-per-view still coming up people really not try try not to look, not to overlook it but it's kind of hard to when wwe seems to be overlooking it but mm -hmm. they have the fatal five way ronda wins I, I did you watch this at all did, did you happen to catch like i i never understood why all four women didn't just beat the piss Thank out of you. ronda rousey i and, said this while watching it i was like just knock the living crap out of her but you know they gotta get ronda on the yeah it, it reminded me of do you remember at fast lane some odd years ago when they had the six uh the six pack challenge for the wwe title with aj styles and whoever won face shinsuke and, and mania everybody just stood there while cena was just aaing everybody <laughs> one by one and i was like what the fuck are you guys doing this dude if this was 2k this guy's like a 99 overall like just fucking gang up on him i, I gotta say though one good thing coming out of it um i thought sonia deville looked like a fucking rock star um I've, I've always liked her legitimacy and i've always liked what they've tried to do with her and i'm glad to see her back and and, and wrestling after all the scary stuff she dealt with but i thought the so sonia and ronda stuff was great i liked the whole uh mma legitimacy of it but uh i don't know about you i i was a huge fan of the promo between Liv and ronda where uh, Liv basically tells Ronda, "I've beaten. I'm the only person in WWE history that's ever beaten you twice." And she's mm -hmm. like, "If you don't respect me, then you should." And then Ronda's like, "You want to fight me in a match that has no rules after barely beating me at the last pay per view?" She was like, "It's your funeral." So yeah. I personally, I, I I like the story they're telling there. I do think Liv and Ronda could 
potentially be a very good match at Extreme Rules. And I don't, th- I don't think people need to overlook Extreme Rules. I mean, I, I think this is going to be a really, really solid show at the end of the day. What, mm-hmm. are, what are your thoughts on Extreme Rules so far? I mean, I, I yeah. think that's really one of the only matches confirmed, but what are some things you kind of want to see? I think from what I'm hearing as well, and it's only from what I'm hearing, so don't come at me. I think Charlotte Flair might come back at this pay-per-view. Oh, that'd be so good. From what I'm, I don't even you, think about Charlotte, man. You've only got to listen to her interview. I don't know if you saw the interview with Stone Cold on the network. Uh, great interview, by the way. Go and check it out. It's nearly two hours long. Um, really, really good sit down, tell all with Charlotte Flair. And she's ready to compete again. And if you've been spying her social media recently, she's been dropping some clips of her training and she's been in the nice. ring. And she, so I reckon at Extreme Rules, I don't know how, what, when, where, how she's going to be or what she's going to be doing at Extreme Rules. I reckon Charlotte Flair's getting either thrown into the mix or she's going to interfere and she's going to want Ronda. So I think they're going to put the, I think the idea is to have Ronda as champion come. Survivor Series I think you've got this one then you've got something else then you've got Survivor Series that's going to be a fill out then we're on the road to Wrestlemania you've got the Rumble yeah, her and Ronda definitely have unfinished yeah. business so and she's going like to be the Charlotte Rumble into this. Mania yeah and I feel like throwing Charlotte into this too kind of was also going to give Liv another scapegoat I like I could honestly see Charlotte costing Ronda the title at Extreme mm-hmm. Rules I could yeah. totally see that but before we transition over to AEW uh, obviously uh, you already mentioned NXT uh, they're rebranding to 1.5 Obviously, I, I trust Sean and Hunter. Uh, they seem like they're finally going to be able to go back to what they want to do. Uh, they're doing a lot of tapings here in the next couple of weeks because they're going back to this rebrand. They're going back to takeovers. And I just got to say, they had their year in review. Uh, I liked what I saw out of, out of Joe Gacy, Braun Breaker, a lot of these people in NXT. So we are going to be covering NXT uh, kind of in-depth moving forward. Uh, obviously, rebrand coming up. We're not going to dive too deep into it today. Probably not at all, mainly because it's not really – finished or completely back to the overhaul yet but moving forward here on hgtb guys nxt fans we we were kind of disrespectful but at the same time after seeing that year in review it doesn't look like we fucking missed much oh my uh, god i was like man i was like this has been bad 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 and i think but, that's why every triple h knows that that's why they've got to do the rebound he's not yeah stupid. you have to and and yeah. I, I don't know about you as a fan i'm very excited to hear that and i'm very mm-hmm. excited to talk about it every week on yeah HGTV, i'm so. i'll look forward to um talking about it. one thing i just wanted to quickly start before while we're getting into aw i sent a tweet out yesterday on the hct buckle twitter go check us out at hctb Parker, do you think AEW have missed CM Punk and the Young Bucks? That's that's such a good first question. Um, <laughs> well, uh, looks like everybody hasn't quite recovered from their battle scars yet. Uh, Kenny Omega was spotted with the bite mark officially. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw that or not. I, I got a good chuckle out of that. Uh, but do I think AEW is missing um, the bite uh, the bite marks? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's, Maybe she's some dude. You are hungover. <laughs> The short answer is no. The long answer is yes. So I feel like personally, Burroughs, this was a wake up call for Tony Khan. You had egos running fucking rampant in that locker room. These fucking young bucks, they do not need to be in positions of power. And because uh, I don't know that you heard about Kenny. And the elite, but Kenny literally said in the fucking meeting that they had after the hangman shit initially, I wouldn't have hired eight out of the 10 people in this room. He said that as an EVP to a room full of individuals, a room full of talent. Shit, Will Ospreay's just sitting in the room like, I don't fucking work here, Kenny. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. But mm-hmm. I pers- like I said, short answer for me is um, no. And I say that because... This really forced AEW to double down on their reliable professional talent. And we've seen it on TV. You put out you and me one on one. You you put over AEW big time this week. And it, it's hard not to because you just saw really, really good wrestling. I loved it. I loved Dynamite. Yeah, I, I mean, thought it was tremendous. It's a very heavy, you know, Judgment Day takes over WWE TV. This was a very heavy Blackpool Combat Club mm-hmm. uh, iteration of, of AEW television in the last couple weeks. Uh, you know, I mean, look, last week you had Claudio uh, take on Dax Harwood. Uh, you, you had Wheeler Yuta uh, drop the, uh, what was it, the pure weight, yeah. I think ROH pure weight title mm-hmm. to uh, Daniel Garcia. You got uh, Brian Danielson uh, taking on Chris Jericho. You, you have John Moxley taking on Sammy Guevara. I mean, these were all great matches. And I like the whole iron sharpens iron thing. But but I, I got to ask you, do you feel like even with all this TV time lately that 
Blackpool Combat Club still seems to lack kind of a personality, or do you kind of like what they're doing right now? I, I'm very iffy on Blackpool Combat Club, kind of as like a, as a faction. It's going to be interesting to see what happens next week because obviously you've got uh, Moxley and um, going up against Brian Danielson, so. It's going to be interesting. I think they're kind of AEW's in that kind of limbo stage, but I'm enjoying what they're doing right now because they, I like what they've done where they just basically haven't mentioned the Young Bucks. They haven't mentioned yeah, Punk. Took they, them out of the intro. Like they don't fucking exist. It's literally like they weren't even there. It's like the uh, the fallout never happened. Like the biting, the fighting backstage, the yada yada yada. It's literally like none of it's happened, and all the superstars and all the all the all the, all the guys and girls that are left there have gone. You know what? Fuck you. We've got this. We'll do it. MJF upped his game. Moxley upped his game. Cutch didn't go on his vacation, said, no, I'm coming into work. You need me. I think AEW, and I think I said this to you when me and you were talking on text, uh, uh, on WhatsApp, I, I think AEW have kind of going back to what got them to the dance. You know, they didn't have, yes. they didn't have yes. the CM Punks of this world and the, 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 right, they had the Young Bucks, but, you know, people, it's like someone tweeted out, uh, people called for CM, they chanted his name for seven years and it took him six weeks to completely fuck that up. You know what I mean? And it's like AEW did, they don't, they need him, but they don't need him. AEW will go on regardless. Yeah, but this, okay, the, the, that's an, okay. And that, and that's where we disagree about something. Not because you slandered punk. That's not the issue here. The issue here is that they, the Bucks in the elite are also in the same plane as punk. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, I always felt like punk had more of a like of a rope than them because he's just mm. done more in this business in general and i'm look i'm not saying just because i think the but, uh, yeah i think that the means you've done more in the business i think but it, i think they've got a sorry in them though i think they can realize their mistakes i think punk i think people like punk will always hold a grudge and i think for right or wrong and he's he's done wrong and he and he's been right in some of the things he's done over the last two weeks some of the things he said i agreed with wholeheartedly some of the things i think you don't do on tv I think some of that, if it was handled backstage and behind the curtain, as we say, he would still be on AWTV right agreed, now. Agreed, agreed. But he, here's the thing. He had here's enough rope thing. to hang himself when he, and he hung himself live. Agreed. On TV. I can say that. But at the same time, you have to understand that Punk tried going to them. They are his bosses in a sense. So this is, I see this more, even though Punk is going to do what Punk does and that's run his mouth. The Bucks did a fucking awful job of managing this entire situation. The entire thing's well documented. And they are getting publicly ridiculed and exiled just as much as he is. And I'm glad to see that because they'll I'm be glad back to see way Buck. before Punk, though. They'll be back. No, way. no, dude, no, they're not. Everybody's coming back at that. Well, I mean, obviously they're not, they will because they're not injured. But mm. that, that basically everybody who's in deep shit is still suspended right now and mm. everybody got the same amount of suspension time, which is indefinite. So I, I reckon every, up until full gear in November. Well, yeah, I mean, nobody knows an exact return date, but everybody that was kind of lower level involved with everything has already come back to work. But everybody who was heavily involved, being the elite and punk, mm -hmm. they're still they they haven't heard shit. I mean, that that's according where to a, where AEW want to be smart here, and it's going to happen eventually. The second that MJF gets that title, hopefully full gear, you want to if you can and if it allows with injuries, yada yada yada, you somehow need to end that show with CM Punk having a face off with MJF. Well, see, see that's, the backstage it, stuff gets cleared by it's them. It's so complicated, wow. Burroughs, because he, him and Christian months. are both out for seven months, yeah. eight minimum. Mm. So, I mean, personally, I, and, it, and it's crazy, but I, I think that the timing of the injury is actually a good thing for Punk. I know mm -hmm. people don't agree with that, but I think that by the time he comes back, He's if he get comes back, he might just be like, Do you know what? Fuck you. I don't need wrestling. I'll see you again. It's, in it's no, he's going to come back. Tony Khan's giving him a lot of money. Um, <laughs> it, on, on top of that, I mean, look, man, there's a lot of bullshit injury uh, reports going rampant. I mean, we were sitting here talking about fucking Malachi Black going to WWE and he goes out on a pro he goes out in front of a crowd last night. And basically tells everybody he's just taking a couple weeks off. So, yeah. I mean, everybody's very fucking knee jerk when it comes to AEW, but with WWE, it's like, Oh my God, they're just doing everything right. And the reporting seems to not have the same type of context. But anyway, back to my residual point w with punk. I think that the, the time off is going to be good for him. Now it's not good to get hurt every fucking time you get in the ring, especially at his age. But I mean, Christian got hurt too, and he's doing some of the best work of his career, but for punk to have all that time off is a good thing, mainly because shit's going to blow over by then. Uh, whenever he comes back, it, it's he's going to get a fucking crazy reaction when he does come back. 
And on top of that, I want NJF. Yeah, they, to if they bring him back in Chicago, which they probably will. Oh yeah, probably. It's <laughs> the only place they I want him to have him. a lengthy title reign by the time he faces Punk, and I want him to beat Punk. I, I don't want Punk to beat him. I mean, I I'm, look, I, maybe I'll feel different down the road, but I think you give AJ AJ you give MJF time to breathe with the title. Um, and I think that personally, that's going to be a good thing for him. I, I think this MJF is soaking it all in and he's benefiting from this whole thing. The Bucks, I mean, look, and, and, and the elite at the end of the day, I mean, Kenny also acted like an unprofessional clown. Everybody involved act like an unprofessional clown just because Punk was the loudest doesn't mean that he wasn't the, doesn't mean he was the only one at the fucking freak show. So all these guys deserve to be fucking shunned. And I agree with you. I, I'm so happy that you know, they really doubled down and it seems like Danielson, Jericho and Mox really took the fucking reins here. And we're like, look, we're going to go out there. We're going to have one of our best fucking shows. We had in quite some time with half of our fucking roster. I mean, mm-hmm. you saw some AEW originals like Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, all these people just absolutely killing the game and, you know, kind of just going back to their pillars that they mainly focus on. And what, like you said, I really like the way you worded it. said so got them to dance, but MJF, before we kind of move on to the rest of AEW here to close out the show, uh, how do you feel about the firm? So, Basically, you have Stokely Halloway come out there. Uh, obviously, they helped MJF win the casino uh, ladder match at, uh, I think, God, what was that pay-per-view? All Out. Oh, and he had, uh, out there with him, he had Lee Moriarty, uh, the Ass Boys, um, the Gun Club, too, whatever you want to call them. Um, what, what the hell is the big dude's name? Uh, from WWE? Willie Morrissey. Will yeah, Morrissey. Yeah. Will Morrissey, uh, Ethan Page. He kind of runs down the line, says Will Morrissey's the the, the muscle of the group. Mm-hmm. Says Ethan Page wants the All-Atlantic title. Says the Ass Boys are serious contenders. Says Lee Moriarty is a viable asset. But he also mentions that they are all on retainer. So th- they're basically all still going to do their own thing. But at the same time, they're going to basically kind of be at MJF's disposal. How do you feel from a booking standpoint, how that's going to kind of affect things moving forward? I feel it's interesting to me because you have the pinnacle still to an extent, but then obviously Wardlow forms the new pinnacle with FTR. But I really didn't take much stock in that. But how do you feel from like kind of a booker standpoint about the firm? Do you think it's a good idea? you think it's a bad idea? I'm neither here or there. I mean, I enjoyed the MJF promo and then they come out and it was the only point of dynamite where I thought, oh, do you know what? I'm going to go make a drink now. <laughs> you know, they started, the, the, you know, they started, they started the promo and I was like, I'm really don't care what you guys do. I'm not MJF's just cut this really badass promo and he's got like, you know, everyone hating him again and well, not hating him, but he's still got a good crowd reaction, but for his character, air quotes. And then, yeah, did the firm come out and started, well, we want to do this, and so-and-so wants this tag team title shot, and so-and-so's going to do this, and I'm just like, you know what, I am going to go and make a drink, because, you know, you're not going to do anything. You're just, you're just filler. You know what I mean? You're MJF filler, and it, that's the only thing where I'm kind of, I kind of zoned out. Um, I love what they're doing with MJF right now. They've gone, look, You've got some serious heat on you now. We're going to throw you into the title. We know that you're you're going to be like printing money. We need to keep you getting out on TV. Keep cutting these promos. Let him have an open microphone. Let him say what the fuck he wants. Really, it seems like that's what they're doing because yeah. I mean he's the only person on TV that's even mentioning like the entire um, <laughs> the entire punk situation. Yeah, I mean, and he's mentioning yeah. strategically. He's like, okay, it's Moxie, pretty funny Moxie, every time. Moxie, Moxie, you're, yeah, too. Moxie, you're going to go to sleep and kind of things like this. So he's kind of strategically doing it, which I like. But yeah, as for the firm. Parker, honestly, I, I couldn't care. I, honestly, yeah, they, I, they'll probably come on TV this Wednesday, and I'll be like, okay, time to go, go a, time to go take a, a shit weak, or something. <laughs> it's such a weak crutch. Like mm-hmm. I'm just like, guys, like, come on, is that really the best that we're doing here? Come on, yeah. let's let's just try to do better. Like, I, I I love Stokely. I like Morrissey as kind of the muscle. Ethan Page, in my opinion, any fucking showcase that guy can get. Me and Wale put him over big a couple episodes, and I'll still continue to do that. I don't picture him pinning Pac, but I would definitely be happy about it. I think the Ass Boys definitely do need to be taken more seriously uh i think they're gonna end up being involved with the acclaim if acclaim comes out of grand slam with the tag champs and i think that's going to be a good program lee moriarty a guy that i feel like is a great wrestler he definitely looks more happy to be there the most and mm-hmm. i look i i that's another group i still feel like needs to form common kind of an identity don't line these up guys up like they're the fucking suicide squad and not at least have some branding with it but mjf you're right i mean dude guy's fucking stealing the show i mean he's he's a draw uh congrats to him on getting married uh also congrats to him for fucking excuse me burying sheamus on twitter my god but before we move to the rest 
that AEW has to offer here. I've only got a couple more, but how do you feel about the AEW title right now? So obviously, uh, we got Moxley and uh, Danielson two headlining Grand Slam and Arthur Ashe. Which I mean, look, Grand Slam. If anybody didn't watch Grand Slam last year, that's where we got Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. Grand Slam is a fucking huge show for AEW, and uh, and the card is just fucking bonkers. I mean, we got the tag titles on the line. We got Claudio taking on Jericho, who's going for Ocho Bebe. Um, you got Pack versus Orange Cassidy for the All All Title. You got eight AEW Interim Worlds Title match as well. So I mean, this is a huge fucking card. But we do know we're gonna have either Moxley or Danielson coming out of this AEW World Champion, not Interim Champion, World Champion. Uh, MJF obviously number one contender right now because he won the chip. But on top of that, I don't know whether you caught this or not, and this is why I'm bringing this up. Did you have did you happen to see the entire thing with the golden ticket and how uh they're having a two hour rampage this week and whoever wins this battle royale also gets a shot at the AEW mm-hmm. World Title? I, I want to get your thoughts on what maybe they're. What do you think the vision here is with the uh, AEW World Title? Obviously, we've seen Mox and MJF get some TV time, but what's your prediction about where this is going? I think if they've got any sense, they'll pull it on Danielson. Just. Agreed. I think he can carry the company really well right now and have some tremendous matches. And then you could throw in, I, I think, uh, uh, maybe say the next pay-per-view, which is oh, in November, if I'm right. I think it's uh, full gear in November. Yeah, full gear, you're right. You could have Danielson, Moxley, MJF, and a another. Maybe put a Jericho in there in a fatal four-way for the AEW world title. Ooh, uh, that's not something we've ever gotten before either. Never happened in AEW. Have all four of them fight for the title. Um, don't get that that often in AW. Put all four of them in a main event, and then that way you can utilize the build up to the build up That's to the show as well. Idea. So I never thought about a multi man match. The last time we got that, I think was double or nothing last year. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Omega, Pac, and Cassidy. I think on a triple yeah. threat. That's the way I'm going. Back. Just get all your superstars in the same ring at the same time. Utilize the build up to it. Utilize you, that will that will impact. You can have half some of them on dynamite, some of them on rampage. You can have you know mixed tag teams. Where you, you, there's so much you could do with it to keep eyes on your product. And if they've got any sense, that's what they'll do. And that's what I'm hoping they'll do anyway to uh to, to go into. That's that. a solid idea. I, I per- and, and and it's funny you mentioned like all these storylines being kind of intertwined. Um. I'm definitely on the Brian Danielson needs to be a W world champion coming out of this. Now, if you kind of look in the buildup uh, throughout this tournament, there's been a lot of rematches. There's been a lot of twos. Um, one of them being Jericho Danielson two, where Danielson got his win back. The last time John Moxley took on Brian Danielson was when they initially formed Blackpool combat club. That was at revolution 2022, where John Moxley did beat Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson, obviously going to get his win back here. Um, uh, I, I don't think it's going to be a surprise to anybody. I, I think Brian Danielson's a guy that they should honestly rely on more. I, I think he could honestly be the face of the company. Do I think that John Moxley deserves it just as much as him? Sure. But I mean, you can't throw the belt on him again. You already t- kind of told a story about him kind of being the champion, but not the champion. Uh, him being a three-time champ is a little bit overkill. I, I think it adds legitimacy to the Blackpool Combat Club if Brian Danielson comes out of this with a win. I think it adds legitimacy to AEW in general, putting the belt on, on Brian Danielson. I mean, you, you already have a solid library of people that have been AEW World Champion. Mm-hmm. Adding Brian Danielson to the mix is only going to legitimize that title even more. And Brian Danielson, I mean, just one of the greatest baby faces of all time. Obviously, the, the fans love him. I don't see anybody turning on him anytime soon. And he's somebody, bros, that you know is going to go out there and just give you a killer fucking match wherever he is on the card. So it's so many good stories you can tell. I love the idea of a multi-man. I also mm-hmm. love the idea of Danielson and MJF. I mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting matchup that not a lot of people thought about. I mean, you got you got MJF, who's more of a showman. And you got Danielson, who's more of the technical baby face. I, I really like the idea of their styles kind of clashing. And you could still have Moxley and, and Blackpool Combat Club involved in that storyline. I, I think that's going to... I think that they're 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 printing money in a sense there, but as far as that battle royale is concerned, I I guess I don't. I, I'm just gonna trust him. I guess Tony thinks he's fucking Willy Wonka offering gold <laughs> tickets and stuff. Uh, that's interesting, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I I think whoever it is, uh, they're just gonna fight Danielson on probably Rampage or Dynamite, and mm-hmm. that'll probably be his first defense. I don't think it's gonna really attribute into who fights who at Full Gear. That uh-huh. poster is definitely interesting, but yeah, I mean. Huge show coming up for AW. Definitely excited. Oh, for that. huge! I mean, I I want to. I just want to watch Death Triangle wrestle again. 
they don't. Yeah, oh my god, man, dude! Uh, do, you, uh, do they ever have bad matches? No, they don't. In fact, I, I, I this see, and that's why I said this, this, this drama wasn't bad for them. They didn't acknowledge it. They had all their best performers come out there. You could tell whatever the fuck Danielson said in that meeting really resonated, or whatever all those guys said in that meeting really resonated, because those guys went out there and looked like they were wrestling for their jobs. But I gotta say, it still feels like some things in TV are in limbo. Samoa Joe's back, but it still kind of feels like he's really doing nothing. Uh, I was glad to see Josh Woods get some TV time. Uh, was Willow Nightingale, I don't know why she hasn't signed to a contract yet. Wardlow, I mean, goes out there and basically tells us what we're thinking, which is uh, they don't know what the fuck to do with me, and I don't know what I'm doing either. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jungle Boy looks like he's fighting the ghost of Christian still. So I really only have, like, two more things that I really call my own AWTV. Uh, we'll start with uh, Brody King in the House of Black. So they're heading into Grand Slam, apparently, in a tag match against Sting and Darby Allen. Uh, I think it's a no disqualification no, DQ, as well. Yeah. You had you had Malachi Black come out last night and kind of tell the crowd, "I need some time to recharge. Uh, I'll be back." So obviously he's not going to do a V. I don't. I, I never really expected that. I mean, it was just a really complex situation in terms of legality, and Malachi is just not that kind of guy. I, the second I saw Brody come out there and talk, I was like, Malachi might even show up at Grand Slam. I I, I feel do. like because of it being no DQ, you're setting up a dirty finish, and I, maybe they introduce a new member. What do you think is going to happen there? Because I, I, I feel like they only introduce clauses like that, like with the Ron and Liv thing. You only in make it clauses like that if it's going to have a, a dirty finish and somebody's going to show up. I think it's odds on someone's going to show up. I think Malachi is going to definitely show up, I think. You know, we don't know how long he needs. It could just be a couple of weeks. He might just need to. He said that. He said a couple of weeks. I think his headspace. I think he just needs to get his head right. He's obviously got a lot going on in his actual life uh, that he needs to get. So it's all these people are like, oh, he's coming back to WWE. No, the dude dude just needs to take a couple of weeks off, spend some time with his family, get his his shit together, and then he'll come back to doing his. Yeah, dude. We all need it. It's life. Hey, look, we all need to take time off. We all need to go and sort personal shit out. Just because we see these guys on TV every week, and, you know, believe it or not, people. They're actually just telling a TV show. They're actually acting. They do have husbands, wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, kids. They have family. They have stuff going on outside their outside their lives. So let him go for his his two weeks. Take care of what he's going to do, and I I think he'll come back better, uh, better than ever because you know I love watching the dude wrestle. I think he's and what he's bringing to AEW is incredible. And I hope they they news him more and uh, don't go down the WWE route of just not not using him enough. See, I think it, it it's all set up for a for a dirty finish uh, next week. And yeah, let's see what happens. We'll see what happens. I just wanted to call that now because I feel like mm-hmm. the internet's completely sold on the fact that Malachi is going to be Alistair Black. And look, you know that I'm a huge Malachi guy. So I do. Even if he goes back to WWE, I would be happy with that. Whatever, whatever makes him happy, ultimately. I don't have any fucking brand loyalty here to AEW. I, I want these guys to be happy where they are. But it is good to hear that Tony handled himself very professionally at the scrum, talking about Malachi. He really didn't say much at all. And he was just kind of like, you know, next question, which he should have said for a lot of things. But <laughs> yeah, um, if only he had done that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it was nice to see them salvage that. But I got to say, the number one thing that pumped me up about wrestling this week and is pumping me up about wrestling going into this next week as well, and it's going to be, I think, the last thing I got for sure, is Swerve in Our Glory versus The Acclaimed at Grand Slam 2. I, I'm pumped for this. I got to say. Claimed I, the, are going over, bro. Oh, my God, bros. Please tell me the last time you've seen mm-hmm. people get a reaction like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I it was fucking bonkers. You had Swerve in Our Glory come out and have a fucking banger with the Lucha Bros on TV this week. I mean, oh, my God. That was a great match as well. Lucha Bros, is some, they're my favorite tag team right now. They're- yeah, and, and on top of that, it's kind of interesting that they've made me, and I agree with that, I, it, it's kind of interesting that they made me care about Swerve in Our Glory because I got to say, Swerve coming out last week and kind of interrupting the Acclaim and rap, I loved that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith Lee in ring is just a badass and he's so diplomatic and he's like just kind of the contrast with him and Swerve is very interesting to me. And then on top of that, you have the Acclaim who are just ba- just the best baby faces in the division right now. They're just white hot how are you feeling about this matchup going in? I, I think this match is going to steal the show at Grand Slam, undoubtedly. It's definitely going to be the biggest moment because I obviously 
you saw the reaction that everybody had when they didn't put the belts in the acclaimed at mm-hmm. um at the pay-per-view. And I think Tony they realized that. saw that and was Tony's like, right. realized quick. That's why this Yeah, Tony realized made. very quickly that yeah, oh, Tony was, was like, Oh, I fucked up here. Tony's like, I fucked up here. Let's get this match rebooked for this Wednesday at Grand Slam. They're going over, they're gonna win the tag team titles. They're gonna run with it. I think they're the perfect team right now to put it on where you've got the whole thing with the young bucks not around. And I, I think you've got the act, like you said, the Arsenal is coming up now. They're gonna have some great matches with them. Uh, the Lucha Bros never have a bad match, in my opinion. The best tag team in wrestling right now, and over all uh factions, AWWE, Impact Wrestling, everything that's got there, they are the most entertaining to watch right now. But yeah, the, if they don't put the acclaimed over this week and Tony shits the bed again, then oh my god, then yeah, that's yeah, you gotta he's not, look. He's I, not I gonna was, make the, he's not gonna make the same mistake twice. Yeah, don't, don't get it twisted. I I was definitely pro, I, and you heard it on the pod. I was definitely pro. Maybe we should like let it build up naturally for the acclaimed, but. This is you got to strike while the pan is hot here, and these guys are fucking ready. I mean, yep. Bowen, Bowen, and and Caster showed me some things in that first match that I didn't think that they were capable of. So I I just hope that they continue to tell an interesting story here, and I'm I'm absolutely pumped for Grand Slam, man. I I think WWE TV is, is trying to lay the groundwork for the rest of the year, and I feel like AEW is going into one of their biggest like obviously shows on television for the year so overall man i I think we got a lot to be excited about in general though yeah man it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an interesting uh coming up week of wrestling i'm more looking forward to AEW on wednesday i'm not gonna lie and everyone knows i'm a wwe guy i'm looking forward to dynamite uh, this wednesday grandstand is going to be a tremendous is it on for longer this week park it's got to be surely with all these matches yeah so i know rampage is extended two hours i'm not positive as far as like how far they're gonna go with um dynamite dynamite itself i could try to like look that up yeah i I, to my knowledge it's still a two-hour car but okay i I do think it's good um that they are giving the extra time to rampage because they definitely need it in general in my opinion Mm -hmm. yeah rampage still kind of needs to up its game but yeah it's been a it's been a great week of tv my friend uh i hope your hangover goes soon buddy it was uh it was pleasure to me and parker for those that don't know me and parker were actually together last sunday we were at fedex field watching our beloved uh washington command and we're about 30 minutes out from them playing again yeah hopefully we are pick up a win we are sitting here with 30 minutes uh hopefully yeah hopefully we can go to and oh bro but that's for another podcast um but make sure you go check us out guys we're on twitter we're growing our following at htt buckle the link trees on there you can find our podcast podcast on uh, spotify apple pod google pod wherever you can get your podcast fix and uh parker let's do it all again next week brother let's do it all again it's been nice kind of talking this hangover off a little bit uh really <laughs> pumped about like you said aw television just wrestling going into this week in general uh excited to start talking about nxt moving forward uh wale sorry we're still not talking about tna uh, it's probably never gonna happen uh, you're, gonna have to really, you're gonna have to really convince us wale, that, you but, are gonna really have to pay me some serious money to watch that but I, uh, yeah I, I i'm pulling a full eric bischoff it's like i'm not doing this <laughs> shit for free but yeah, I, yeah like burrow said give us a follow on so all social medias at HTTP buckle. Uh, obviously the link tree is in all the descriptions, also in the description of this video. Um, we're coming to you guys on all audio platforms. So if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, we're also on Spotify, Google Podcasts. You can find us on pretty much everything except for TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at HGT Buckle. We we try to come to you guys uh, on, on social media as much as we can, and obviously we're going to come to you guys once a week. Uh, talking all things across all promotions if there's anything you guys want to hear just let us know as always don't mean to go on a little bit of a tangent but obviously man <laughs> this is something i look forward to every week and we we love all the interaction that we get from from you guys and uh like bro said trying to build something great here and looking forward to grand slam sir let's do it all again next week parker my friend talk to you next week brother see you next week <laughs>